Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 19 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to One Punch Man where Saitama is getting a promotion. Oh, what is he up for? Like an HR position? Or like a manager position? Uh, Do you get hired at like the, the store that he works at? I really, I really think that Janice and accounting. Um, I'm, I'm crossing references here. Let's just, let's just start. I am concerned that you've never seen One Punch Man after all of this time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even though this is uh, this is our second to last episode of One Punch Man, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure that we've said that like eight times so far in this show, but this time <laughs> it's for real. Like, this is yeah. episode 9 and 10, and next, not next week, but next month, we are hitting episodes 11 and 12, which is the last One Punch Man episode, so... Oh, man, I love We're One almost Punch there. Man so much. Whew, this has been quite a journey, and One Punch Man will be our first show that we finish. Um, so, I'm pretty excited about that. It's been a good run, and uh, we've got some great episodes today. Yeah, and... um. We've been we've been uh, uh, doing pretty good and talking to people. We've had a couple of people talk back to us, which is yeah. exciting. Um, I've I've been working on getting a couple more things in the works. Uh, we've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, I've also been reaching out to other podcasts, um, maybe about doing a little bit of like collaboration work. Um, if if you, uh, I'm going to throw out a plug here for another podcast called Childhood Remastered. Yes. They uh, they they watch old like super old television shows from like when you were a kid and then they just like talk about how they were made in the first place. Yeah. The episode that like we, we have a little promo at the very beginning of is about, um, it's like Dogtown or something. It's what? like a Jim Hansen made show that was played in America for like two years, but also in like Canada from like 19, like the mid 1980s until 2000. So it was Whoa. on for like 16 years. Wait, new episodes that whole time? I don't know. I'm I'm legitimately interested though. That's still um, a good I've run. Been, yeah, I I saw like I saw when they posted today. I'm I'm still. I think they're up to like sixty somethings episodes. But like I'm still making my way through the ma- the backlog of episodes. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of quality stuff there that like is I, really I, nostalgia ridden. I have just subscribed to them recently, and um, for those of you who don't know me, I am a diehard. Uh, chronological orderist, so I will go back to the beginning and start from there, and I will not listen to the most recent episodes, and I will not do them out of order, and that's how I be. And so I have only listened to their episode zero at this point, but it was fantastic. It wasn't even like a full episode of the show, but they they are really fun. They have a good energy. Um, and I am super pumped to listen to episodes, especially about some of my favorite shows growing up. Um, like Digimon and Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. that's going to be really fun. They seem like a sweet podcast that I am 
really excited to listen to more of. Oh yeah, and I'm and super like, glad that they uh, put our promo on there. Um, and yeah, and I don't know that we if, have an official promo of theirs, but we are sure as hell talking about it. You guys should check them out. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna be working with them to get uh, a promo on here, and then uh, we uh, are in the talks right now of doing a, a collab with them. Uh, so there might be an episode that's on theirs and our podcast. So stay Ooh. tuned. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that would be sweet. Um, yeah. And hopefully we can cross-pollinate with a few other podcasts. Um, Spencer and I love podcasts, and we like to promote it when our friends do cool shit or when good people do cool shit. So if you are doing cool shit and you want us to talk about it on our show, let us know. And if we like it, oh, yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, if hell you yeah. want a promo and- of our show for your show, we will send one to you. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, the, the other thing that I wanted to, uh, to mention right before we get started, um, is, uh, I've been, I've been looking around at other shows now that we're getting to the end of One Punch Man, um, and getting, um, uh, like one or two votes in for like, uh, the new show that we should do after this. I'm very excited about one of the votes we got. Yeah. So, I, I'm gonna throw it out there that JoJo's Big Adventure got uh got thrown out. JoJo's and Bizarre Adventure, bro. Bizarre Adventure. Anyways, um, I had a moment though when I was looking through it, um, and seeing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and worried that I would really, really like to watch JoJo's all the way from the beginning. But if we do that, that is a commitment that will probably last this entire podcast and then some, because apparently he's been writing forever and will never stop writing this show until he probably dies and passes it along like yeah, via I, will to his children. I think that <laughs> one difference is I don't think that the show has been going as long. Um, Just the I, manga then? I Yeah, I might be wrong about that. I also know that JoJo's has taken a few hiatuses. Um, I know this because of Super Eyepatch Wolf, who we've mentioned a few times on here. His YouTube channel mm-hmm. is awesome. He is also a big fan of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and has mm-hmm. done, I believe, at least two episodes on it. Um, let's see. I'm looking in here. It looks like on Hulu right now there are 113 episodes available. So that's a pretty decent commitment. Yeah. <laughs> um, depends on how quickly we can get through them. I have never watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So Well, they don't have filler. That's like one of the big things that like I've been reading about about the show is that like when you get into it, be prepared to be watching like every episode is full and every episode like is doesn't have like backstory where it's like Naruto where you're watching like, you know, right. uh, 10 minutes of an episode and also 13 minutes of previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at the way that our episodes are structured, and right now, I think in some ways, Spencer and I are getting better at moving through these things quicker or summarizing them quicker, and in some ways, we're not. For example, we're like seven minutes into this episode and not talked about One Punch Man yet. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, in in the abstract, we're hoping to cover a decent amount of ground each episode, but uh, hopefully a section of story that makes sense. Um, mm. But... Definitely Naruto, we're moving at two, sometimes even three times the pace of our other shows because the comparable amount of content per episode is just that much different. So mm. uh, it depends uh, if JoJo's is really, you know, 120 or so episodes of packed content. 
it would take a while. And we've, you know, we've got that with Hunter x Hunter. Um, Naruto has so many episodes that it will be functionally the same. Those are going to be two long-term commitments. So, uh, you know, if you guys are not interested in us doing another long-form show like that, um, then cast your votes for the alternative. Um, I, for one, have been looking for an excuse to watch JoJo, so I'm all for it. But, uh, you know, this is a semi-democracy. This is at least keeping the semblance of democracy. So... If you would like to cast your votes and see if your benevolent overlords care to listen to you, then do it. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a quick previously on uh, oh and try to not time. fuck it up this time. Uh, Don't you tell me how to live my life, Blake? Oh god. Um, so uh, previously on One Punch Man, uh, Saitama and Genos have both joined the Heroes Agency. Um, it's like an overarching, um, like world organization where all of these heroes fight random monsters that attack cities that have like different, I don't, I don't know if there's like a city 10 or 11, but I think they're all like by alphabet right now. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, Saitama is a, if you haven't checked in by this point, a super, super powerful superhero, uh, that can destroy anything he punches with a single punch. Um, he has grown detached from the world because, uh, nothing is a challenge for him anymore. And he's gotten, uh, Genos, who is, uh, attached to him because he wants to become strong like Saitama. And he has taken him on as his sensei. Um, the very last episode that we watched actually left on a cliffhanger, which is, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not usual for One Punch Man. Right. Um, Usually they're it's, self-contained. This one yeah. did not do that. <laughs> yeah. So and the um, next one doesn't with... either. The next one is also on a cliffhanger. <laughs> That's true. So um, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Deep Sea King, um, he came out uh, and uh, beat the crap out of some heroes, and he was in the middle of attacking a um, like a I guess it's like a gymnasium or something. Um, a, yeah, some that, sort of sports stadium or something. Like a where they've gone fallout for shelter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a fallout shelter to escape from this monster, and he's about to destroy a whole bunch of civilians when Genos intercedes. Um, meanwhile, uh, Saitama is riding on the back of Moomin Rider, um, who is a very low-level hero um, that is just the best character. Um, <laughs> Moomin Rider he, he rides, is he rides for justice, rides damn it. Bike, and that's yeah. it. He wants Literally, to be a hero, so he signed up and now he is and one he rides and he a bike. does random good deeds but he's really just a guy with good intentions and a bicycle yeah that's what all he is and that's all you really need to do apparently to be a hero in that world well anyways sure as hell gonna talk about that today <laughs> all right so episode nine we're gonna start on is called unyielding justice um it it starts out with uh genos uh fighting the deep sea king um and Man, Deep Sea King, oh man, he takes a hit from Genos and it looks yeah. like it's done something. Specifically, according to my notes, Genos punches the Deep Sea King the fuck away. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the Deep Sea King is just not, he's just not phased at all and just appears behind Genos and just rips his arm off. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. The, it's a little bit expected, but... Um, you kind of, as a viewer who, who hasn't seen this before, you can kind of 
expect that this fight could really go either way. Genos has been shown to be basically the second most powerful character alongside Saitama. Maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room there with the the top echelon of the Hero Association, but he is super strong. And he shows up and just blasts the Deep Sea King. And the way that the Deep Sea King reacts to it, it seems like it's effective. But the way that we've seen the Deep Sea King fight before that, it's also so powerful and so dangerous. And and the way that he's been built up to be this terrifying figure, it's like this could either be a really heroic moment for Genos to defeat this otherwise unbeatable threat, or it could be a method to show how strong the Deep Sea King is because even Genos couldn't stop him, and it ends up being the second one. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Saitama is caught up in bureaucracy. Um, yeah. He is he is talking to the Heroes Organization. And, On, or well, they called Moomin Rider, and yeah. Saitama has <laughs> his phone because he dropped it. And they're like, oh, I don't know if we should give you this. It might be too dangerous to give this to you. And, like, yeah. you cut to, like, Moomin Rider, who's, like, going to the location because they've told him. Right. If you don't remember, uh, Moomin Rider and Saitama are both C-class heroes, which, as far as the Heroes Association is concerned, means that they are well-intentioned weaklings. Um, mm-hmm. You can earn your way up to the S-class uh, through B and A classes. So they are pretty far dis, uh, displaced from Genos and other heroes that we've seen in this situation. Um, basically, the Hero Association knows that S-class heroes have been failing, and they know that C-class heroes have no chance against something that an S-class hero can't handle. Uh, yeah. They do not realize that Saitama is misplaced. Yeah. And we're going to cut back and forth between these two things. They're about to, like... Um, clash pretty quickly here in just a moment. But the first thing that happens, uh, is that Genos, like, goes on an all-out attack. You know, like, he's, he's pumped up his, like, remaining arm. He's, like, opened his chest receptacle that shoots out, like, missiles and fire as well. Um, he is going all out. Um, and Deep Sea King looks like he's having a little bit of trouble staying, like, staying ahead of it. Um, but he's like holding, you know, holding up to it and he's not really like going down. Um, and like this little kid is just like, Gino, so you can do this. And so Deep Sea King is just like spits acid at her. Yeah. <laughs> and like Gino's jumps in for in front of her, like just in time to get hit with the acid. And then you see like a really horrific scene, like Gino's just his entire body melting away and just turning into like nothingness on the floor yeah he's basically left with like a metal spine in the place of his torso because the rest of it got melted away by the spit from deep sea king mm-hmm. um, um so <laughs> moomin rider arrives at this point genos was has managed to knock the deep sea king out of it. so they're basically like bursted through a hole in the wall of this shelter and they are out in the rain and I guess like the parking lot in front of the, um, the stadium and Janos is just kind of lying there and deep sinking is about to finish him off. And then Moomin Rider arrives and uses justice crash, which is <laughs> his technique that literally is just him launching his bike. Throwing at the his deep bike at him. Back. <laughs> he just, he just is doing his best. And yeah. he, he runs up and tries to stop the Deep Sea King who just like tosses him away and it's brutal. Like 
he doesn't like flick him. He smacks him, and you feel it. Uh, yeah. But after Moomin Rider, justice tackle. Yeah, after Moomin Rider lands, he so Deep Sea King knows that this dude is nothing. Like Moomin Rider is not in Genos's league, so he doesn't even pay him attention. He continues to advance toward Genos, but Moomin Rider appears again using justice tackle, which is literally <laughs> just he bear hugs Deep Sea King. And tra- trying yeah. to stop him, who just tosses him away again. Yeah. And Moomin Rider, he realizes that he can't win, and that he's not very strong, but he's going to continue to stand up anyways. By the way, inside of our notes, Blake has wrote down a kid in a blue and yellow hat, the kids from the Digimon movies. <laughs> yeah. Encouragement. That's not true, but if you have seen the, technically the second or fourth Digimon movies, or if you've seen the American version of the Digimon movie, which oh. is actually the f- first, second, and third all fused into one monster God, movie. shut up about Digimon. <laughs> then there is a scene where these school kids in, like, kind of, like, sky blue or baby blue raincoats and yellow hats are there but i've also seen them in other anime and here they are again and i know it's not a reference to digimon because in digimon it's a reference to something else but i don't know what it is so that's my point of reference for these kids and that's definitely who this kid is like it's not ambiguous this is a direct reference to whatever digimon was also referencing if you guys know what this is referencing, like where this originally came from, please tweet at us and tell us because I, I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. And um, he does like one final knock of uh, of Moomin Rider who knocks him directly into Saitama's arms. Um, he like and it's he catches so heroic. him. I literally just... like cheered under my breath in my room by myself when I was watching this. Like I was so pumped when Saitama showed up. It was very heroic. Yeah. Um, there is a great moment that happens right after this too, where like Saitama's upset. He's looking for Genos. Um, he like asks for a second, uh, to pound this, um, to like beat the crap out of the DC deep sea king. And then he punches, he gets punched in the side of his head. And this time, like, man, it's just awesome. Cause it just like hits as hard as he can into him. And it's just like this moment where he just like his head moves just like a little bit. And then he just, like, turns and looks at him. (laughs) Yeah, it's so sweet because we have seen the Deep Sea King just demolish people. Every time he hits somebody, they go flying. And here, you can tell he has put his entire weight behind this fist, and Saitama's head barely moves. Mm -hmm. And then he just looks at him, and he's like, oh, that punch was too weak. (laughs) It's so sick. Yeah. And then, um... (laughs) Um, Saitama, uh, swings basically just one time at Deep Sea King. Um, this happens like right after everybody inside of, we get like a little bit of crowd work where they're like, he's probably going to die. That's probably Saitama. Yeah. And he just, and he Deep kills sea him King, and it stops the rain. He hits him so hard. Deep Sea like, King also <laughs> goes on a rant. He's like talking about the sea and how it's going to like overtake the earth or whatever. And Saitama literally cuts him off. He's like, can we not? It's raining. And then just punches him. Well, when he punches him, he punches him so hard that it stops raining. Like, yeah, because, like, the force <laughs> of the rain or whatever, like, it's not... The the sky doesn't literally clear immediately, but, like, it, like, 
stops the rain from falling on them for a second, and then the rain clears up. Yeah. Um, in true Saitama uh, fashion, he's like a little bit bummed out because he's like, I thought this was going to be something real for one time. Can something as, be real? As a viewer, I was a little not bummed out, but I was also as surprised as Saitama. It was a really cool finale, and the Deep Sea King definitely got his day, and it was really intense. But you definitely were sitting there wondering, like, is this finally the monster that Saitama's going to have a real fight against? And it wasn't, and he was bummed about it. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Saitama and Genos. They're back in uh, uh, Saitama's apartment, and they're reading fan mail. Um, a lot of it is for Genos. Some of it is for Saitama. Um you get a little like like snippet into what happened inside of like that camp uh, where like the people were being taken care of too um and there's just the worst fucking guy yeah he's just such like a dick. he's just like oh he couldn't have done this he's a cheater and all i could think about was like you're the asshole that knocks out hunters from the hunter exam you're the same fucking guy this is the guy that like is just a professional internet troll like it doesn't matter what anybody says he's just being contrary because that like i don't know he has no friends in real life or something so the only joy in his life is trying to make other people half as miserable as he is like this dude is literally standing there moments from avoiding death like the deep sea king was for sure going to kill everyone and saitama kills the deep sea king instead and then this guy has the fucking audacity to be like oh he didn't actually do it this is this was Mm -hmm. all some sort of fraud like fuck you man that's such bullshit well the only thing that like really makes this okay though is that saitama in hearing all of this um, he's just like, these other heroes deserve like some acclaim for being so heroic and fighting this fight that they couldn't win. And so he does this like play along thing where he's just like, that's right. I took advantage of their, them attacking and knocking him down. He was so easy to defeat because they wore him down for me. Ha ha ha. And then like walks off into the distance and it, you realize like Saitama's realized what's happening and he he wants to give like some sort of accolades to these people as well. He also realizes, I think, that this, the Deep Sea King was too powerful for all the heroes that went up against him. But mm-hmm. the heroes are not just people that protect the citizens. They are also symbols. And these mm-hmm. people, they're, they're celebrities and they, you know, symbolize sort of like... I don't know, Captain America in the Marvel Universe. You know, he's a a powerful hero, but he's also a symbol for that universe. And, like, he... It's important that people know that, like, Captain America is a hero. In the same way, Saitama knows that, like, he's not going to convince these people that as a C-class hero, he's misranked and is actually more than strong enough to have accomplished what they just witnessed with their own eyes. But instead, they're going to believe that, like, he was a fraud, which might defraud the entire organization. Or they could believe something a little bit more plausible, which is that they wore him down and Saitama just got lucky. And by doubling down on that and sort of twisting his public persona to be this kind of guy, like, he literally says, like, you guys need to watch after these heroes that were hurt or otherwise I'm not going to be able to profit off of them. 
which that's not who Saitama is at all. And that's not his motivation. But he says that to them because that's a caricature that they can latch onto and be like, oh, this guy's just profiting off of these other heroes who are really heroic. And that way they're able to save face. And it's like, this was maybe the most heroic part of the episode for me because it was like Saitama literally is falling on his sword in front of public opinion, even though they are wrong and he's right. And he literally just proved it in front of them. But like mm-hmm. they don't believe their eyes. And for him, he realizes that it's easier for them to believe that comforting lie than it is to fight for the truth because that fight might tear down more than it builds up. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next things that happen are, are pretty quick. Saitama, he gets a thank you note and promoted to rank one of class C. Um, and then there's, he goes to like this, the board, uh, for, an, for an interview, the board um, of the hunters asso- the, or the hunters yeah. association, God, <laughs> the heroes association. Yeah. And so he is apparently going to be promoted to class B and there's like some people talking about it and thinking like, well, if Saitama is a fraud, his promotion will only work out for him if he's actually real. Um, and Which then is cool. there's a they're like, they're not saying that he shouldn't be promoted. They're just saying that if he is actually a fraud, like some people have been saying, then it mm-hmm. won't work out if he gets promoted because B class is more intense. And they're kind of like, you can kind of tell that they're sort of curious to see which one it is. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to, uh, uh, Puri Puri, um, prisoner, uh, waking up in the hospital and there's an article about like his failure. Um, and then, uh, He's, he just has like a little bit of an upset moment. Um, these happen pretty quickly. Um, and then, uh, Saitama shows up at a ramen place where Moomin Rider is eating. Um, and, and Moomin Rider is like, I need to do something for you. And he's like, he's like offering him food and drink, asking like congratulations for, you know, being bumped up a rank, but also congratulations and like thank you for like, for not, letting me die you know yeah but they also have this wonderful flashback to that moment before moomin rider rode off um and this this is what led to saitama and moomin rider being split up and saitama ending up with moomin rider's phone which is where we found them at the beginning of of our coverage today but like Mm -hmm. they flash back to this moment where they are riding along with saitama standing on the back of moomin rider's bike and Moomin Rider asks Saitama if he's scared because of the threat. And Moomin Rider's like, I know I'm just a class C hero and you can laugh at me if you want. Like Moomin Rider kind of knows that he's a little bit ridiculous. And Saitama basically is having none of it. And he contradicts that like, I'm not going to laugh because you're being heroic. And it's this really cool moment. And then they have dinner together and it's really sweet. Yeah, and then there's a post-credit scene where an old woman is freaking out over a crystal ball um, because the world is about to end. <laughs> yeah, catastrophe is approaching. The Earth is doomed. Episode ten, unparalleled peril. <laughs> so in uh, this was really sweet. So there's a mountain range, and the, a monster wakes up and then bursts forth from ice. And he says that the subterranean king and the deep sea king clans, they've both been defeated, but now the terror lizard clan can rule the earth. And this guy looks like a a much more dinosaur style Godzilla kind of thing. Like he's a big dinosaur. And Mm -hmm. 
then Tornado, who, if you'll recall, is the um, sort of childishly petulant, green-haired, psychic girl that is a high-level hero in the Heroes Association. She leaps out of a plane, I think, without a parachute. Yeah, um, no, she face... doesn't have a parachute. She doesn't fucking need a parachute. Yeah, she's psychic. She's cool. She faces off against the Terror King, who sort of scoffs at her. And then she gets a phone call, and they're like, hey, you need to come on back. And Terror King is like, yeah, there's nothing you can do against me. The only thing that can stop me is a giant meteor. And she's like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And then she just calls a giant meteor down to smash him. <laughs> and you just like, you see this meteor hurtling toward the earth. And then it cuts to just like his burned out skeletal husk. And it's awesome. <laughs> okay. So we cut from there to Saitama and Genos. Uh, they're in a dojo with Silver Fang. Um, Silver Fang notes that a disciple of his went crazy um and beat everyone else. Um, that's why he has no students. Silverfang's the old dude who looks a little yeah. bit like Dragon Ball era Master Roshi. Yeah, there's just like a there's just like a couple of things that are thrown around inside of the show where they give you backstory that doesn't matter at fucking all. Um yeah, I wrote that down cuz I haven't seen the last two episodes, so I don't know if it's relevant. <laughs> mm. um, it's interesting. <laughs> he had a student that went crazy and beat everybody else. I thought we met the student. I don't know. Fuck it. Let's just keep going. <laughs> So, um, a member of the association arrives, um, and they talk about how the S-Class heroes have been summoned for an emergency meeting, um, and Saitama's just like, well, I'll come, I guess. <laughs> He's like, I got nothing better to do. So, yeah. uh, they arrive at the Hero Association, and we see Atomic Samurai, who I don't think that we've seen before now, and also Tornado. Um, they're both really upset that Saitama is tagged along because he's a C-class, or I guess now he's a B-class hero, but he's at the bottom of the heap of B-class heroes. And again, that is B-class, then A-class, then S-class. And S-class is the best of the best. So they are pretty miffed that Saitama's here, and he just doesn't care. Yeah. So they um they then did you write down here all the names of the different people around the table? I did because not. one of Oh, one of them is like it's like the guy inside of a dog suit. Yes, <laughs> the, I always like thought that was so funny. Some of them are, some of them seem kind of cool. We also see a couple of characters that we've seen before. Um, so it it's really fun, and these characters look really interesting, except for a few of them that are just dumb. The one that I noticed that in addition to the dude in the dog suit, was there's another tank top guy who's an S-Class hero. He's like <laughs> tank top king or something like that. In addition to like, what was it, tank top tiger? And I don't know what the other dude was, but like we've met these assholes before and there's a third one and he's the best. So... <laughs> Anyways, um, they they tell them that, uh, what is her name? Mad- Madam... Uh, Sh- Shibaba, God, yeah. Sound and they, like an they're idiot. just like, there's just like, <laughs> she died, and they're just like, oh gosh, because that, she's like this person that predicts the future, and then she she's got like, a horrible she, prophecy and died, and they're like, what? They're from the prophecy? <laughs> and then they were like, no, she. She, like, died on a cough drop. She choked yeah. on it. <laughs> she took a cough drop after she saw this terrible prophecy and choked on it. <laughs> so anyway. she la- she leaves a note in her death and detailing the dangerous prophecy, and they display the note, and the text of the note is, quote, 
the earth is in trouble, end quote. <laughs> so and they're just like, that doesn't tell us fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, apparently um, she, she, everything that she says is like really important because the prophecies that she predicts always come true in the next six months. And right. like the heroes but- are just like, Okay. <laughs> they have this great discussion where they're like, well, the next six months, that could be any time. And they're like, yeah, we have to get prepared for the next six months. And they're like, yeah, but that could be like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like the next thing that happens is like these weird, like sky king, weird bird monsters. Right. So we've got like deep sea king, subterranean king, terror king, and now we have sky king. Yeah. They're and just they- bird people. They like, they like are coming down and then they're like, we're going to take from the skies. And then they're just immediately murdered. Yeah. I thought they were (laughs) going to be the next villain, but they were just set up to be the people who are killed by the bigger villain. Yeah. Which is this is giant, giant ship that's coming in from space. Um, and the hero association is like sitting right below it and it shoots like this massive blast that destroys everything around the city, but the heroes organization building, right? Basically the hero association building is, is designed by metal Knight, who we met last, uh, in our last episode. And he's like, a like a, he's like Iron Man. It's Iron yeah, it's designed by Iron Man. Yeah. Tony Stark is in the show. Anyways, um, the, the monster, uh, one of the monsters is like attacking at a kid and he is stopped by this guy that's, he's like dressed in a full suit of armor and yeah. fights with like a, a, a lance. He's a knight. It's cool. I don't think I got his name. Otherwise I would have written it down here, but it turns out he's like the student of atomic samurai who we will get to see in a second. Yeah. Um, inside and- the hero association, we see Genos who turns next to him to see if Saitama is going to, is intending to look into the threat, but his seat is already empty. Saitama's on and the way. And there's just a hole! There's yeah. just a hole where where Saitama has jumped through the building! Yeah, the building that withstood the giant alien laser. This alien ship, by the way, it's like the size of this whole city, or maybe bigger. Like, it's you see it, they do like a, a shot, like a wide shot of the ship hovering over the city, and it is massive by scale. It's it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um and uh they they have like a, a couple of little fights that are continuing to go on like around the city, but we we like focus in on this night guy. Um he, he's fighting against this creature. The creature is not taking any this damage. This thing at is all. horrible. It's like and, sort of humanoid, but it's kind of tentacly and it has like multiple heads. It's terrifying. Yeah. And and um uh, like we see, we see Puri Puri, uh, come down to help as well. Um, well, we first, the night guy is back. He's about to be killed, but then he's backed up by atomic samurai, which is his sensei. Oh yeah. Then yeah, yeah. And we get silver Fang. And I just wrote him down as the dude with the bat. He's like literally a guy with a baseball bat. <laughs> that's yeah. That's his shtick. <laughs> I think he's Golden Bat is the guy that his name. That sounds um, like the name of someone from One Punch Man. So I'm going to yeah. give you points for that. <laughs> so the Heroes organization is like uh, assigning uh, threat levels to this. They're like, this could be Dragon level or even God. And then they have a moment where they like look around and they're like, uh? and then like 
Um, the heroes um, uh, they're are like standing kind of on like the top staring of the hero at the association ship. sky. Yeah, they're basically like, oh, we can't get up to this thing. Like this ship is huge, but it's up there in the sky, and almost none of these heroes can fly except, I think, Tornado. Yeah, and Tornado and- is being a total jackass right here. She is well, like. She's super powerful psychic and she can fly herself up to the ship, but she doesn't want to because everybody else wants to go with her and she wants to go by herself because she's like really haughty. And it's just like, it's sort of dumb because the situation is so dire, but at the same time, it's really consistent with the character from her that we've seen so far. Like she's really a stubborn brat of a kid and like she wants to be the star and she doesn't want to share the spotlight. And even in this situation, like she's doubling down on that. Mm -hmm. And in, in like our last moment, they're like thinking about um, where, what they should do to get on the ship. And Genos is just like, Oh, Saitama is obviously already on the ship. And then we cut to Saitama just like, bursting through walls in the ship and killing people. <laughs> yeah. And then like some some creature shows up. I almost wrote it down, but he was dead so fast that I hadn't even finished taking my notes. And I was like, I guess I'll just skip that. Like he shows up and it seems like he's going to have a moment with Saitama. Like it's not like the deep sea king where you think he might withstand a single punch, but you're like, okay, maybe this guy's going to be on screen for a few minutes. Nope. He is down. And Saitama's just on his way. And thinking to himself, like, when is the boss of this ship going to show up? Like, <laughs> he's basically in search of that opponent that he didn't end up getting with Deep Seeking. He wants yeah. that that final challenge to give himself a little bit of a thrill. And he's, he's on the warpath for it. Yeah. And that's where we're going to leave for this episode. God, um, we did that so fast. Yeah, but I, I, I also, like, think that these episodes, they... They tend to go a little bit faster because they're jammed fucking packed with action. Um, and also a lot of jokes that like are very nuanced. Yeah. So like if we're just going point by point for this show, um, and I, I think that's one of the things that we, we should let people do, especially as we're getting to like the ends of a show where like these episodes are fucking fantastic to watch. And there is a lot of really cool stuff and a really, a lot of really nuanced parts of those fights that you're just missing by listening to the show. So like, definitely go watch these. Amazing too. That's one of the things that people, most people love about these action anime is fun action sequences. I mean, that's why, Naruto does a good job with its characters and a decent job with its plot, but you're really there to see cool powers put up against other cool powers. Bleach Mm. doubles down on that even more. The plot is a lot more threadbare. The characters are a lot more sort of tropey, you know, stock characters, but the action and the powers are so cool that it doesn't matter. It gets your adrenaline pumping. And that's one of the best things about anime, um, or at least action anime, is those conflicts and seeing these like big bombastic fights and how exciting it can be and, and how creative some of these powers can be. And One Punch Man definitely has almost a monopoly on bombast. It is really awesome. They have 12 episodes to tell the story, so the story is told beautifully. And the action sequences are fast, visceral, visually exciting, non-repetitive, 
even with a hero who literally wins with one punch, you still find yourself on the edge of your seat. It's so yeah. worth watching. And it really is hard to convey that in our show. Um, us telling you to go and watch the anime is a little bit beating a dead horse right now. And hopefully most of you listening to us have already watched the anime before listening to us or were inspired by earlier episodes to watch it. But uh, if you've been holding out, this is on Netflix. I think it's also on Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's on both platforms. Um, not trying to give them too much free advertising here, but like One Punch Man, it's 12 episodes. It's a quick watch. Um, I mean, even if you don't want to like sit down and watch 12 episodes back to back, this is an easy show to bang out in a week or two. Um, and we're going to be back with the last two episodes in just a month. That's more than enough time to watch the entire thing if you haven't already. So you should check it out. It's really great. Yeah. And um, uh, with that, we're going to be dropping away from this and uh, stay tuned here in just a little bit uh, yeah. to hear what we're doing next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We're back with Hunter x Hunter and Gone Goes Fishing for Birds. Ka-ka! So stupid. <laughs>